<laughs> I need to go send out Antonio Brown trade offers to everyone. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast, brought to you by the Dynasty Football Network and DynastyFootballFactory.com. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Hey, what's up, big wide world of Dynasty Football? At DFF underscore Madman. And of course, you heard <laughs> Shane Manila is already trying to do something with AB. So, yeah, so I was going to start off the show with like, a, oh, hey, since the last time we spoke, AV's been released and now he's with another team or <laughs> I, I forget what, if that's where we left off. And right now I'm in, oh, shit, I need to trade him immediately. <laughs> um, but how do I do it? Because, like, you know, you want to send a trade offer out, right, immediately on these. But if it's too low, someone's going to immediately check Twitter and go, what? Why are you doing that? So now I have to find an offer that's somewhat not too bad, but... It's kind of funny. You're actually trying to tell people how to rip somebody off. (laughs) This isn't ripping someone off. Look, It is is, if you're saying you hope they didn't see the news. (laughs) That's their fault. It's 2019. If you don't know to check Twitter or check sleeper or just check the internet before you and accept a trade that's clearly low. Well, that's on you. Uh, I'm sorry. It is crazy. This has been a stupid ride that we've all been riding on with AB the last couple of so days. So the breaking news right now, um, and I'm sure everyone will know by the time they hear this is AB has been accused of rape in a civil, uh, federal suit lawsuit. It's it's civil right now. It must be noted that it's not a criminal thing. So uh, we have no idea how this is going to end, except that I need him off my roster in the one league that I made a trade. And guess what? Trade alert. Uh-oh. Why? Yeah. You traded well, no. him? Yeah. I, so I traded for him last week uh-huh. um, after he signed. Yeah. After he signed with the Patriots. Um, Here's the I, I went ahead and signed. I went ahead and traded it for him. So I traded... Um, Carry on Johnson, and I got Antonio <laughs> Brown and a second round draft pick. Okay. And when you say last week, wasn't that just like three days ago? <laughs> it was literally three days ago. And I was losing the poll 59% to 41% on Twitter. And this is before the rapes uh, accusations. Oh, my God. And <laughs> are you surprised that stuff comes out about this clown? God, I mean, the guy's just like a magnet for, for stuff. I mean, he just, he, and I think he enjoys it. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, sorry. Well, what what's the trade alert that you just had? <laughs> that was the trade alert. I traded for AB after he <laughs> he signed with the Patriots. So I got Antonio Brown in a 2022nd for Carry On Johnson, which quickly looks like it's going to be a 2022nd for Carry On Johnson because okay. Unless someone hopefully is stupid enough to accept this offer immediately. You know, it's funny. I, I just thought the way you jumped into it right after us talking about it, I thought you'd like did a trade like right uh, now. I might as well just get that trade out of the way. <laughs> hopefully, dear God, someone accepts uh, anything I offer because uh, I'm trying, man. I'm gonna... One share left of Antonio Brown. And that was Saturday. I was at um, the Ohio State football game with my wife and. I saw a trade from Tim Torch. I'd actually missed it. I don't remember when he sent it, but it was sitting in my queue. Um, and I, I happened to see the email, and I went and I just accepted it because I saw that AB was released by the Raiders, and I was like, I'm just tired of this guy. I don't care. Um, the trade was, you know, good enough. I didn't even haggle. I was just like, finally, he's off my roster. All I got was Kevin Coleman, LaShawn McCoy, and Damian Williams, and I gave up both Brown and Duke Johnson. I, 
I knew he wanted Duke Johnson. I don't really need him. Um, I mean, can't say that. Duke's a good player. But I, I probably could have gotten more. But right after, I mean, you sent me that trade before he was released. AB was released from the Raiders. But, I mean, I swear to God, it was just such a great feeling when I got rid of him. I, I mean, it just it felt good to lose that guy for my only, you know, my only share on my only team. Like Shane says, by tomorrow, you know, who knows what this story is going to hold, and maybe he'll be off the Patriots by tomorrow. So, um, we we have a lot of news to to go over because well, not really. Well, first of all, we have look, like we have one piece of news that everyone else hasn't covered yet. Okay, um, but but what you're saying is news. The other part of the show that you want to go over all these players, it's essentially news because what I was trying to say was this was week one and a lot of shit has happened. So let's just... So negative, dude. Jeez, really? So the one piece of news brought to you by rotoassurance.com. Use the code DynastyTradesHQ all in caps and get 20% off. Go ahead, Shane. What's the one news that nobody else talked about? Oh, big trade. Um, before Antonio Brown was accused of rape, um, the Patriots made a trade, and they traded uh, uh, Demarius Thomas to the New York Jets for a sixth-round 2021 pick. Yeah, that was like, what, like an hour or two hours ago? I wonder if they yeah. knew that this story was going to break an hour later. I'm going to think no. I'm going to say no. Yeah, they didn't know it was coming. I mean, not that, you know, Demarius Thomas is anything special anymore. I mean, clearly he's not Antonio Brown, but he's still depth. And he's probably better than, you know, most teams' fifth wide receiver or whatever he was there. Um, It's funny, on a personal level, I would actually like to be called not Antonio Brown now. (laughs) The way you just said it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) wonder, don't you, a little bit about um, about the – just the whole thing with the Patriots and their owner, like Florida doesn't like that man clearly already with what happened before and uh, the sting operation in Florida and, you know, busting him. And I don't know if that comes from him beating up on the you know dolphins for so many years <laughs> what or what, but um, it's funny that this sto- latest story kind of comes out of Florida too, where Brown was, you know, hanging with this woman. I, I, I realize that it's not just centered on Florida, but I think it's funny because I picture, I picture the Patriots owner just getting like, you know, pe- people trying to get back at him for all the, all the wins and the alleged cheating and just all the things. Um, Florida really hates that man. That's a real well, big stretch most, to connect those dots. Yeah. I'm going to say that was, um, that was some incredible, um, mental gymnastics right there. I, I, I want to go on record. Um, and I want to say unequivocally dynasty trades HQ has always been against rape, um, in any form. Oh my nothing God. Nothing with any Patriots or the state we live in. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I wasn't saying that. So, no, I know what you're saying, but yeah. Okay. So DT got traded and does it even really matter? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. So Adam Gase was his head, his offensive coordinator, excuse me, back in Denver. Um, when, well, basically Adam Gase was Peyton Manning's, you know, water boy. But either either way, he True. was technically yeah. the offensive coordinator when DT was there. And Adam Gase basically lost his shit Monday about his receivers. Um, <laughs> he put the entire blame of that game, uh, that loss on the receivers now everyone except for jameson crowder because jameson crowder had <laughs> an insane 17 targets um and he he took in 14 of those guess how many yards he had i'm you're guessing probably like 300 right like he probably <laughs> set the sure. single game record no nah. 14 receptions, right what like about 150 oh uh, well i'll try 99 oh really he didn't even break 100 <laughs> no he did not 
Um, he, he did not break 100. So just real quick, because it's fun to extrapolate things. He's on pace to see 272 targets this year. 272. For a total of how many yards? Uh, and he's, he's on pace <laughs> for 224 receptions. Uh-huh. Which is, that's, that'd be a record. Um, 224 receptions, but it would only be for 1,584 <laughs> yards. So that would not be a record. It's so um, funny how the internet tells everybody, don't overreact about week one. But when you extrapolate a game from week one <laughs> over what he's going to have the whole year, that's kind of an exaggeration. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. But anyway, <laughs> just back to the DT point. So, yeah. yeah, he was not happy, basically, with the receiver core. No. Um and I have to assume that doesn't refer again to Jameson Crowder because he caught pretty much everything that was thrown his way. Um, Robbie, uh, Robbie Anderson, Anderson uh, as our friend Etan Mosier likes to call him, Roby, um, he had a tough game, but he's also going to have a tough year. He's locked up with a ton of just some of the best cornerbacks in the league um, all season long. DT could come in there and, and be the second wide receiver. Um, yeah, I like Demarius Thomas. He's still got. I think he's still got something left. Um, I think uh, you know this year, he's fine. I mean, I'm I'm fine with trading for players that can help you. You know, this year if they end up in a good situation. I thought trading Antonio Brown. The reason I made that trade was specifically to get um, Lashawn McCoy, specifically because of the team he now plays for. And like I said, I was just happy to get out from underneath that guy once and for all. But. I, I really wanted to get a piece of that off, you know, the, the Chiefs offense. And I think that, um, you know, I mean, I, I think it was simply one one season. I was thinking A.B., one season of A.B., one season of Sean McCoy, whatever. Let's see what happens. Um, and I think D.T. could have a really, a really good year, like Shane saying. Why not? Um, I, there are elements of redraft that you bring into Dynasty. I mean, if you ever want to win, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do something to, to fix your team, you know, quickly. Demarius Thomas. I mean, you might need a receiver, uh, Demarius Thomas. I just think that people have to – you have to use a lot of different tactics to build your team. And sometimes you have injuries and things that happen, and you're not going to trade for a young guy. You you know, pay up, get off waivers, whatever you have to do to get a guy in an ideal situation or a situation you think that's going to be you know, beneficial fantasy, even if it's just for a freaking season. And here's the thing. So until Chris Herndon returns um, uh-huh. in week five, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, DT could give you a couple weeks. I mean, you know, yeah, we're dynasty, obviously, but you want to win next week, you know. So <laughs> lost week one. Yeah, if he if he can step in there and you know if he gets ten targets, whatever, I'll um, you know, I'll take even if I I think he's shot, which I think he's mostly shot, but I think he could yeah. catch six passes for sixty yards. I think he could do that. So. I mean, he's worth a waiver ad if he's still available on any um, teams. I'm not going to trade for him because I won't trade anything of value. But if he's yeah, available in any leagues, I'd yeah. pick him up. That's yeah. a good point. Oh, there... breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> okay. Antonio, Antonio hey, Brown. Yeah, um, they have the breaking news like right that second. Exactly. So there's a source. Um, Josina Anderson is uh, citing a Patriot source that Antonio Brown's going to counter sue his accuser for civil extortion. Um, oh, I bet that's. So, yeah. By the end of tonight, this might all be over. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's one of those kind of things like it's a he said, she said right this second. So you never know. Like we said, by tomorrow, this might be a totally different story. And that's the way it's been. That's 
here at Dynasty Trades HQ. Yeah, and that's the way it's been this past week. It's like one minute he's on, one minute he's off, blah, blah, blah. And, and like you even said with the trade on Saturday, I was at a convention this weekend. When I went into the convention on Saturday morning, he was a Raider. And when I came out of there, he was a Patriot. You know, <laughs> I missed the whole thing. It happened the whole day I was at, in the convention. But uh, there was a, there was a lot of injuries this week, too, you know, with it being opening weekend of football. So like when you were talking about with Herndon being out or whatever, there's a lot of players that got a chance to play and shine where we didn't even expect them to even play in week one. So one of the things we were going to talk about this week is, you know, some of the week one reactions and takeaways of dynasty value for some of these players that all of a sudden got value and all of a sudden lost value. Yeah, and you know what? Just as we bring some of these guys up, I think it's going to be. Um, I have a couple trades in leagues that I'm in. Uh-huh. Um, I saw not not that I was directly involved in, um, that I saw that I thought were interesting. Um, so right off the bat, I mean, I don't even know where to start. There's so many different players, but I'm well, going to go ahead. I and... was going to start with somebody. Oh, I was going to say John Ross. Oh, okay. If you want to say John Ross. John Ross um, lost his ever-loving mind. Um, Yeah, he dropped 158 yards on 12 targets. 12 (laughs) targets, dude. Um, Seven receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, nope. I think that was his. Uh, that was his uh, great game for the season. I, I know AJ Green's out. They need some help at receiver. I saw. I did see one of the plays. One of the um, the score and. Dude, I, I doubt every cornerback's going to play that that sloppy. I mean, that said, he is fast. We know that. He came into the league. I mean, take a flyer on the guy. I'm certainly not going to overpay for John Ross because I don't. he's not somebody that I'm looking at long term. But, you know, I mean, he did what he did. Marquise Brown, too. I just, I'm not a, jo- a John Ross fan. I have never been one. Um, I, I'm not surprised that he's catching the ball. Also, Andy Dalton. I don't expect Andy Dalton to do what he did last week. Um more than maybe uh, one time next year. What's take it away t- from him. What's the time frame on AJ Green right now? Uh, several more weeks. I mean, they've they they've really haven't come out to say when he might be practicing again. So, do you think? Well, Jeremy just said what he would do, but what about you, Shane? Are you going to try to trade him or try to? I mean, trade for him or try to get him? No, I mean, I'm I'm not going to trade for him because at this point, this is the highest price you're ever going to pay because right. he just lost his mind and he um, was free just about free um until this game and honestly you could get him so cheaply in startup drafts and you know a lot of, a lot of people had given up on him yeah and you know what and and speaking of that um there was a trade today in one of the leagues that i'm in <clears throat> and i was not involved um oh. so it was uh the trade was sony michael um or michelle whichever <laughs> you want to call him sony michael for john ross Straight up. You guys know I'm not the biggest Sony Michelle. It has a lot to do with the Patriots, though. Being on the Patriots, I steer clear of the running backs most mm. of the time. I would still take Sony Michelle over John Ross, but that's mm. that's my bias, too. I'm, but I'm playing my teams um, going for Michelle instead of um, Ross. Bias or not, that's how I'm genuinely doing it. I'm, you know, I'm not giving it saying you should do that. Uh, but that's how I'm doing it. I would not take John Ross for Sonny Michelle. I I feel like that's a loss. Yeah, Michael. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't do that trade either. I mean, it also all depends on what team you have and if you've got like 
10 running backs on your roster and no wide receivers, maybe you might do it. But I mean, still listen up until last week, like he just said, John Ross was a player that, that you could get uh, off of waivers a couple months ago in the off season or thrown in on a trade or whatever. And Sony Michelle, people were drafting pretty high in startup drafts and stuff. So just because one game doesn't all of a sudden make him worthy of trading for him. But that also being said, we've said a million times, I would never want a running back on the Patriots. You just never know who's going to be the one that's going to do it. Well, that's incorrect. But um... Uh, it's not. It's my opinion. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether you think it's correct or not. But it's factually wrong. So it does matter. It's Um, not factually wrong. wrong. Who was the leading who was the leading running back this week for the Patriots? You didn't watch any games, but it was Rex Burkhead. Okay, so then that's my point. So that's Michelle also had a bad game against them last year. Okay, apparently that's just what he does. And that was my point. That's the point I was trying to make with the Patriots every week. A different guy could be the leader for that week. And that's not factually incorrect. It happens all the time is because Sony Michelle was the leading rusher in more than 60 or 70% of the games that he actually started. Okay, so is 60% every game? No, that's a little bit more than half. So that means in 40% of the games, he wasn't the leader. And that was my point. I I would say that 60% is much more than just a couple games. Okay, so what's 40% then? Is that only two games? They play 16 oh games. That's it. Now I'm going to bring it up. You bring it up. Bag. But but you, um, you make it sound like that's the, the most unrealistic hey, Mike, thing hey, ever Mike, said about the Patriots. Year over year, because you, you guys will split hairs on so many different things. Year year over year, um, I'd rather have a running back like you know David Johnson in a situation where you have more of um, a bell cow situation, obviously a, a back that you – you think is going to get the bulk of the work than uh, Patriots back because of the game scripting, the plan. I'm not comfortable with it to go in and like look and see, okay, which back is likely to get the bulk of the work? Is it going to be Rex Burkhead this week? Is it going to be Sony Michelle next week? Is it James White? Michelle doesn't play well against. I mean, I may as well be playing DFS instead of Dynasty when I'm playing like that. I just know that I don't want a Patriots running back in any position on my starting roster unless it's my flex position. And that's all I was saying. (laughs) I just avoid the situation, and there are plenty of other teams with running backs to avoid the situation with. Now, see, I don't don't like Sonny Michel particularly either um, just because he's not involved in the passing game. But the Patriots running back – Typically, 80% of the weeks, you're going to know what's going to happen. It's going to be Sony Michelle is going to get rushing yards, and he's going to be the touchdown guy, hopefully, um, if you're his owner. And James White is going to be the receiving guy. Rex yeah, Burkhead was like- just Rex Burkhead was a fluke of uh, it was a, an anomaly this week, and that's how it is going to be most weeks. And that's the they point. They usually have don't one know. guy that's the, and they the, just made the, the point runner. Exactly, that's my point, no, right, Mike's Jeremy? Isn't like that... you have literally no idea. Like it's James Devlin's going to lead oh, the team yeah, in rushing. That's that, no. I like that's... pass catching backs anyway. So James White fits that mold. He he's somebody that uh, maybe is whatever. a little bit more. You know, re- reliable. He had a heck of a year last year. If you could get that out of him, um, you know, even every other week, I'd want that guy on my team. So, you know, I guess I lied when I said I don't want any players, but I, I want the the back that's getting the bulk of the passing game action for sure on a team like that. But still, I don't. I just don't. I steer clear because I don't trust that I can. I, I can't have the faith in one of their backs like you can with you know Jacobs for the Raiders and David Johnson for the for the Cardinals. Just so many teams. Hell, Sanders in Philadelphia once he gets rolling and i know we're going to talk to talk about him a little more here today yeah no, i get your point because i i much rather specifically for my my teams my rosters i want um i i want a guy that can do 
you know, both both things. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree with Jeremy. I'm glad you agree with Jeremy when he says the same thing that I said. That's not um, what you said. Okay. All right. Fine. Let's go on to the next guy. So when you talk about injuries and you talk about idiots that do stuff in real life, Tyreek Hill, he got paid after doing whatever he did in the off season, and then he goes out there and he gets hurt, and then Sammy Watkins gets to have like the game of his career. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Looked absolutely amazing. And a couple of guys have, have noted this as well. And I think I actually spoke about it when I was on a Dynasty Happy Hour with our buddy Memphis. Uh-huh. Uh, he was on there with me with Tyler. Um, Sammy Wapkin, Wapkins? Yeah, Sammy Watkins. He wow. looks like he's uh, fast again, right? Because uh-huh. he, I don't know if you saw the highlights, but you know, last year he looked like a possession receiver. Yeah, he this really year, did get over that injury i mean finally i know some of those things linger like when you're talking about feet you know and ankles i mean is it possible that that stuff was kind of still hampering and we know he wasn't 100 percent healthy through much of his career it was that the case up until he's 100 percent healthy last week i mean you know sunday yeah i mean was I this might have been the only time he's ever been healthy in his career um yeah with tyreek hill um gone Obviously, he, he's going to be the man there t- tied to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, if you want to get out on Sammy, you don't believe in he's going to be, you know, that what we saw is, again, an aberration. Uh, no one's going to put up 108 right. yards a week and three touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. But, you know, something along the lines of like 100 yards, something more less insane. Do you sell him now? Is this is this his peak? Because you know, at some point, Tyreek Hill is going to come back, right? And when we hear that Tyreek Hill is going to come back, I would think that's going to depress Sammy's value. I think this goes back to a discussion that you and I had on Twitter like oh, two weeks ago or so. Um, this is only week one, and yeah, he may be the highest he'll be for you to trade, but. Like Jeremy said a few minutes ago, you want to win now. So why trade him just because it's the highest you could get him for when you might get the production from him for a bunch of weeks? I would rather keep him. I did trades this offseason to get him, and I got ripped a lot of places. Even in that Trade Attic 7, I did a trade with Bobby, and everybody ripped me for giving a second-round pick for Sammy Watkins. And in the Listener League, Jeremy, remember a couple weeks ago, Shane traded two firsts and a player to get Corey Davis, and I traded two firsts and a player to get Sammy Watkins and Kenny Galladay. And Shane's reaction was, meh, to that trade. But Kenny Galladay and Sammy Watkins scored me almost double Justin's score this week in in the Listener League. So I would be happy to keep him. I get what you're saying about selling him high, and maybe I'd sell him high if I was a team that had no chance to ever win anything. Like, maybe if he's the only good player on my team. But if I have a good team, I wouldn't trade him right now just because his value is high. Well, okay, so the the opposite reason, or the reasons that someone might sell on him. he This is the first time... Or at least he has a history of injuries where he's never played a full season. He's played right. a full sure. season, I think, once in his career. Yeah, his rookie year. Right. Um, yeah. He's missed eight games in one year, six games in another. He's only played one game this year. Right. Out of, oh, wait, one game. Never mind. <laughs> it's um, only been one week. Look at the stats. Yes. I'm like, wow, he missed 15 <laughs> games that year. That's awful. Oh, wait, that's this year. Um <laughs> <laughs> but so there's also the fact that he's a 21 million dollar cap hit if the Chiefs Chiefs Jesus I can't speak English if the Chiefs decide to hold on to him next year he's a 21 million dollar cap hit. 
mm-hmm. now with the money that they just paid Tyreek, and you know, this is with the caveat that Tyreek doesn't end up in prison I and hope void he that does. contract. You know, can you tie up forty million dollars into two wide receivers? I mean, and, and obviously, there's always the chance that they can restructure it with them and things like that. You know, that that's yeah. actually you know plausible, but just assume he's cut free from that offense, and you know, we've seen him struggle in new situations including last year and he does have the history of foot and many other issues uh, I, I, I don't even feel like going on WebMD and looking right. it up but he's had a ton of injuries and you know I love Sammy I know I, I know Sammy. that's why I always thought it was funny you know <laughs> it's disappointing you know that he hasn't been more successful I mean just in general in football but in fantasy because that guy checks all the boxes I mean he, he always has and he, he you know um and then, you know, the seasoning that he's got as a pro, he runs decent routes. It's just a shame that things just didn't pan out. And maybe, maybe they finally have. Here's the thing. It's not going to be McCole, McCole Hardman as a rookie, an unpolished guy that gets any kind of consistent action, that's for sure, but probably not much. You know, it's going to be spot stuff throughout the year. I mean, with Hill out, you're right. Sammy Watkins is the guy you want um, in that receiving core for sure because he's a vet and he's got that kind of talent. I'm with Mike, though. I, I think I'd like to hold on to him. I mean, maybe this is peak value. I don't know, but I'd like to hold on to him to see if he can help my teams. But I, I own him. I just checked on only one team in MFL. It's like a deep Debbie league. I'm sure I could trade him to somebody. Um, I have a pretty competitive team. Um, it's a team though that I'm I'm probably doing what we're just saying, hanging on to him because he's one of going to be one of my best receivers now with Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Godwin. Um, you know, it's one of those leagues where you can start up to like six or seven wide receivers, super flex. So, you know, I can roll out all those wide receivers. I'm probably going to hang on to him for now. Um, and, and then maybe move him a little bit later on, kind of, kind of temper my, just, just see what's, see what happens on the horizon rather than getting antsy and getting rid of him. <clears throat> so I, you know, there were two trades, one I'm actually involved with, mm-hmm. um, um, so it's a Debbie league. I, I traded Sammy Watkins and a fourth round pick, which is, is either a second round rookie pick or a second round Debbie pick. I honestly don't know. Right. I don't know that. I, I mean, so let's just call it a, a third round rookie pick is probably what it's equivalent is. Right. Uh huh. So I traded Sammy Watkins and that fourth round pick, um, for DJ Moore. Okay. Uh-huh. See, and that's a different situation then. Like, what is your team like? What What is that team? Is it because I first of all, I hate those heavy, stupid leagues. Well, then that's bad. the thing. If it's bad and you believe that this Sammy thing is not a consistent thing, we all know that you love DJ Moore and you still think that DJ Moore is going to turn into something. My point with Sammy, and even in a Debbie league, some remember I told you like uh, what was it at the end of the season last year? Somebody sent me a trade offer in a Debbie league where they offered me Sammy for somebody I didn't even know their name, and I went and looked at my taxi squad, and he was a freshman in college, a freshman. So I said, yeah, sure, you can have this freshman who may never play for Sammy Watkins. So uh, I mean, I agree with what you're saying that maybe he's never, oh, not maybe he definitely has never played a full season. But at the same time, you can also say maybe this is now the time that he will play a full season. And everybody yeah, yeah. everybody has Patrick Mahomes like drafted as the first quarterback and he's the greatest quarterback. So you got to think that the weapons he has are going to do something if they're going to expect him to do something. So I'm yeah, just happy know. to have him now. I, you know, I'm not going to sell even, him high. 
even in full health, I think you you should be able to expect at least him to be a wide receiver three, even when Tyreek Hill comes back. If he stays healthy, I think at worst you have a wide receiver three on your roster. Yeah. So yeah. And in this in this entire off season, all the trades that I did, I ended up with him on eleven rosters, and I'm only I'm in I'm in eighteen leagues, and out of those eighteen leagues, six of them are like best ball charity stuff. So I'm really only in twelve. But uh, well, well. I'm, I'm with Shane though. I'd much prefer to have DJ Moore, you know, four years or whatever younger um, on, you know, up and coming roster. I mean, well, know, his team's well, on an up and coming roster. He said it's a bad roster. Yeah. Roster. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I would do it too you know, on that roster. Do, yes. Uh, but right, and DJ then I, Moore, I would prefer straight up for Sammy Watkins in dynasty leagues. But I, you know, I like, you know, of course. Try to, you try to get more when you trade a player as much as you can and know what the current value is. So now if you were trying to do what Shane pulled off, you know, Sammy should be able to fetch you something like that after this exciting week, no? I mean, you, you should. what do you think you could get for Sammy Watkins now, Shane? Yeah, I did it this week. DJ Moore. You did have Sunday's games? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. one thing okay. to say also, first of all, for those of you listening, Jeremy is actually on his phone this evening because he was having a, pro- a oh, problem. Great. Problem with his internet, so that's why you keep hearing his voice going in and out when he's talking and stuff like that. It's he he's on a phone, so. Um, but uh, here now it's in. I'm gonna turn the camera off and just talk like this. Yeah, maybe turn the camera off, but but you do keep going in and out. But um, but but that's exactly what we taught. What I said, Shane. I I would keep him on those teams that are contending, but maybe on a team like the team you did, I could see trading him to get DJ Moore. What was the other trade? Yeah. You said there was two trades. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there was one other trade, and I wasn't involved in it, and I also thought it, uh, thought it was interesting. Um, someone gave up Sammy Watkins and got Chris Carson back in return. See, really? that, that one, yeah. yeah, that one is an interesting one, too, because the way Chris Carson played, especially on a team where if you need a starting running back, um, yeah, I would trade him then to get Sammy Watkins. It all depends on your roster makeup and what you need, but that one's a pretty good trade to get him. See, here's the thing with Chris Carson right now. Um, he outtouched um, Rashad Penny something like <laughs> it was a huge amount, <laughs> seventeen to six, just something ridiculous. I forget what the stat was, but it was something along those lines. Exactly. And he actually saw six targets too, um, and I think he caught all six passes. If Penny can't even get on the field for receiving work, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like Penny might actually be dead, and Carson <laughs> is going to be the running back, assuming health again. Mm-hmm. He looks amazing. If you might have gotten an RB, I, I don't know what do you want to call him, a high end RB two, you know, a high end yeah. RB two every week in your lineup. Yep. For again, for a guy that you might not believe in, and Sammy who might not be able to walk. Um, oh. Also, that often. Yeah, and also the difference is we all know it's way more difficult to get you that running back that you can consistently put in your starting lineup than it is to get you a wide receiver that you can put in your starting lineup. Oh, and also right. Seattle works that that starting running back in so well, like Shane said, you you know you're plugging that guy in every week because of the action he's getting, and and in the passing game on top of it, sure, I, I want the pass catching back over Sammy Watkins. If you want to talk about like, because Chris Carson was actually not even on this list of value takeaways, but there was a lot of players that actually had these humongous games that now people are talking about. And the other one, like the next one, even on our 
piece of paper here is TJ Hawkinson. I mean, for a rookie tight end to come out and have such a huge game in the very first week of fantasy football, that's very, very unusual. Yeah, he, um, and I need to put it out there because I was talking up uh, Noah Fant already and I'm not giving <laughs> up on him. I mean, it's one game, right? But he, it, it must be noted that TJ Hawkinson. Uh, came out and just eviscerated everything. Um, everything. <laughs> yes, just he eviscerated the earth with six receptions for 131 yards and a <laughs> touchdown on nine targets. Right. And I, I think anyone would say, well, anyone should say that <laughs> Matt Stafford is um, an upgrade to um, Joe Flacco on any day of the week, even if Matt Stafford is. Uh, half alive in a hot tub somewhere or, you know, missing one of his feet. I don't know. Just whatever analogy you can come up with for, like, um, playing poorly. Joe Flacco is not Matt trash. Stafford. Joe, Joe Flacco is trash. Not, yeah. Yeah, the Lions. The yeah, Lions it, are pretty good. It should be noted that also that uh, <laughs> Stafford threw 45 times um, this week, <laughs> which I, okay, you know, and the game went to overtime. So there's, you know, additional time, obviously, out there. Um yeah. Or additional, um, sorry, additional uh, targets to be had. <laughs> so I don't know how many times that he's actually going to do that because that, that's not really, you know, under Daryl Bevel, that's not something that happens often. Um, no, that's a great point. But just knowing that he can do it and that now we don't really have to wonder if TJ Hawkinson is going to be a, a good pro tight end. I mean, he, he played well that game. And um, that's, a, you know, any, any doubts were cast aside. But yeah, you. It doesn't mean he's going to have a, an incredible season or anything like that, but it sure was cool to see him pull that off in week one. My God. Also, just, just one other thing to temper that. Arizona's uh, defense is just garbage. Yeah, and right. remember, they're without their two starting cornerbacks. And, and I'm not trying to you know downplay what he did. I'm no, just trying I- to give you yeah, some context to it so you don't go out there thinking that TJ Honk- Honkinson. Oh, Jesus. I was about to call him Gronk. Um, Gronkinson. So he does, you know, just don't expect him to go out there and drop that every week, but he's still going to be obviously a very good tight end and probably one of the upper tier ones. It's funny, too, because when you talk about the, the situation and the team that they played against, the other rookie that had like an amazing day was Marquise Brown, but against the Dolphins, where the Ravens beat the Dolphins, what was it, 59 to 10? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the Dolphins gave up immediately. It was terrible. Now there was, you know, he had a, a, a deep touchdown, but he also had a beautiful um, where he took a slant and just turned upfield, and you just saw the separation skills. But also, it did not look like Miami was really that intent on <laughs> trying to chase him. Once he he got past that first level, it was kind of like, man, I'm okay. <laughs> Well, you know, you love, we've known it for months, how much you love uh, Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, that whole team against the Dolphins was just ridiculous. For Lamar Jackson, wasn't he, like, the leading quarterback for the week in fantasy after playing the Dolphins? Is that going to happen every week against the Dolphins? Whoever plays is going to be the best team? (laughs) Pretty good chance, yeah. And they play the Patriots. I know, I know. So if you were thinking about starting Tom Brady or someone else, I would I would lean Tom Brady. Then. Tom Brady, you think? Yeah. So I wanted to. Um. So I had some fun just looking up at Marquise Brown stats. And at this point, you know, everybody's kind of brought up the point that he only played fourteen total snaps. Um, and what was his number? Yeah, he only ran eight routes. He was targeted. 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 He. 
Hmm. He had five targets on out eight routes run. So I don't know what the math works out to there, but that's like for every route he ran, it's like four. He was targeted like (laughs) sixteen. I I don't even know how the math works. Let's see if you You make up numbers so much. Targeted five times. That means you were targeted. Because between the English lesson and the math lesson, I feel like I'm being schooled right now. I like the sixty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent before. Go ahead. So it's at least ninety six percent of the time he ran a route. He was targeted. Okay. Math might not be right on that. You might want to check that. But yeah. yeah. Oh, here's this one's right. Uh-huh. He ran eight routes uh-huh. and four receptions. That means 50% of the time <laughs> that he ran a route, he caught the ball. So, but he had 147 yards and two touchdowns. Yes. So he scored 30.7 points, right? Um, now, last year, Mike Williams actually led all wide receivers um, in fantasy points per touch with a 3.60. Uh-huh. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Marquise Brown on a Sunday averaged 7.67 <laughs> fantasy points per touch. Per touch. Oh, my God. You know what's you know, funny? The league leader last year, and obviously it's one game. Can you imagine if this whole stupid stuff didn't come out tonight about AB? Can you imagine what AB and Tom Brady were going to do against the Dolphins this weekend? <laughs> I guess. Look, I don't even know if AB's not going to play still. I mean, yeah, he may. You know, you don't know, but <laughs> trade, trade alert. What's the trade uh, alert? This is actually pretty good. Um, all right, well, I'm about to make this trade. It was offered to me, I, and and this is because we're already talking. We were just talking about Marquise Brown. Uh huh. Uh, Marquise Brown or a 2020 first round draft pick, which is going to be in the bottom of a 12 teamer. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Do you have Marquise Brown or do you have the pick? Well, which which side do you like? Well, it, it, it makes a difference. I mean, right now it goes back to what we just talked about yeah, a few minutes ago. The context. I didn't want to give it away um, before you. I before you at least said something. But yeah, I totally get it. It's um, the, um, I would be getting Marquise Brown for for the bottom. You know, like yes. say nine, uh, 10, 11, 12 in the first round in twenty twenty. No question. I would give that pick away. Wasn't Marquise Brown yeah. a first round pick this year from people? And he yeah, just. Yeah. A lot of people, yes. Yeah, he was he was in most of these leagues, and and that's how I'm looking at it. I'm not a Mark. You guys know I'm not a big Marquise Brown guy. I'm not. That's not my guy. Right. Um, never has been. I I know he's talented, but I just didn't buy into his success as a pro. Certainly not sustainable success as a pro. I have my reasons. Uh, <clears> but you know, I mean, I I wouldn't. I have to be stupid not to make this trade. Yes, you what would. Do you think, I don't think you'd be stupid. No. I think you could. Oh, calm down, Michael. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think it's 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 team. He was the first. He was the first receiver off the the, the board this year. <sighs> yes, in most drafts. Yeah. Well, no, no, in the NFL draft, not in first, and not in um, not in uh, rookie draft, fantasy draft. Not I'm sorry, drafts. I can't speak English tonight. Not oh, in fantasy drafts. About like, I wasn't even thinking rookie drafts. I was thinking like you know rookies in startup drafts, but um, that probably wasn't Akil Harry. I'd have to look back at that. Now AJ Brown, but either way, um, hmm, I, yeah. I wouldn't say you're stupid if you turn it down just because those 2020 picks are so valuable. Um, but I definitely could take it. Yeah, and I think you could get that 2020 pick back later, and I, I would do it, and I, I would do that trade right now. I'm mean, not so sure it's not about the hope that this guy plays well with Jackson going forward. I mean, not every week is he going to pull that off, but they do need some young receivers on that team. If you hadn't noticed, um, right, they have a couple guys, but like they have a bunch of dudes and old players too. Well, that's the point. Of, like Jack and 
old guys. That's the point. Even if he doesn't do the same thing every week, which obviously he's not because they're not going to play the Dolphins every week, but he's still <laughs> right. the, he's still the main wide receiver there right now. Who who else is higher than him on that well, I mean, roster? They have Snead and they, they you know they have yeah. Willie Snead and they have you know guys that you know could do things. Um, what's the guy Seth Roberts? Or isn't that the guy from no, the he's race? trash? They, Everyone they, else, yeah, yeah it, exactly. It's Miles Bleakin. Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, and they're not going to invest in another wide receiver probably in our lifetimes. And this unless... year, oh, yeah, right, and yeah. not this year. Boykin could develop. That's fine. I think that just helps. Do it, yeah. Jeremy. Do it. Do, yeah, um, you know, I, do it. I say do it. Do it. Do it. I said do it right and away. The funny thing is, too, the, the, <laughs> the name of this team is Shane Less is great. Shaneless is great. Instead of shameless, because you're not in this league with me and Zipes. So oh, John Bosch, it's in that league with Bosch? Shameless is great. Yeah, we brought him into our uh, longstanding uh, league here. And um, oh, by the way, that's the league that I've won two years in a row back to back, correct? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did, man. Shit, I, I shouldn't I, have told I, you to do the deal then. <laughs> dude, you know something? I went from. Um, well, listen, I went from what I was at the bottom of the the barrel the first year after the startup draft, which I think is unusual, but I, I was. And then I got Saquon Barkley. And then last year I went from the bottom to like I, I lost in the playoffs, I think. And maybe you beat me and then you won it all. But yeah. like, I mean, I turned that team around in one season. Yeah, well, I won it two years in a row and then I traded into this draft and I got Josh Jacobs and Devin Singletary. So I was happy. And um, no, let, speaking let of Devin, about... what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to I was just going to bring up another small running back. Yes. Um, so Tariq Cohen. Oh, uh, yes. Uh-huh. So love him. love him. Yeah. I'm saying get, sell him now. Um, 10 targets, eight receptions for 49 yards, which is trash. Yeah. No, no rushing attempts. Not one, not a singular one. No. Yeah. 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 Use Zero. him as a, as a slot receiver. You know what? I, I mean, right. I, I was telling you guys how I thought that was, I thought that was a good thing, you know. Not that they're bringing in David Montgomery; he's not going to get carries. But being such a man slight of stature, you know, you worry about those guys holding up for an entire season. I think he's electric. You know, he he's shown that he can be electric in the passing game, but not just you know out of the backfield on, you know, screen passes and stuff. But the fact that they were using him twenty percent of the time last year, almost I think it was nineteen percent of the time, he was used in the slot as a receiver, and I think that's ramped up more. You you probably have the numbers in front of you, but. I actually like that they're using him as a receiver. I'll take those eight targets, um, you know, or eight, and he turned him into eight catches, but the eight PPR points and whatever the 50 yards, I don't know what he get, like 13, 14 points. I'll take that from a guy like that. Um, and I never have paid a lot for Tariq Cohen. I just feel like he's still an asset, you know, and I, I love the player, so I'm definitely biased there. But yeah, you don't think he can sustain the slot work this no. season, or you do? think he's garbage what's the what's the no I, I think anthony miller was clearly limited um and trey burton was out and once they're back then he's going to be squeezed for targets and again he's a one one dimensional player yeah at this um, point he is he's basically a receiver and he's not yeah. like you said probably the primary receiver uh, most weeks and my god dude mitch trubisky what the hell that guy looks like trash well, i'm putting I... him up there with my Winston uh, loathing soon if he doesn't turn it around. <laughs> well, before, before we go into Trubisky and David Montgomery and a couple of the other players there, we do have to hear from a couple of our sponsors and we're going to hear from the Scouting Academy. But before we hear from the Scouting Academy, we have a new affiliate, right, Shane? We do. And who is that? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Um, expand the box score. Um, our good friend People Pens. Uh, Andy cr- Singleton. Yeah, he's got a site. It's expand the bo- box score. If you haven't checked Great. it out, you really should. It is a really awesome uh, site, especially if you're a stat head and you're looking for data. Um, so if you actually use our promo code HQ Trade Alert 10, all capital letters except for the 10 because that's a number. <laughs> um, so hot <laughs> HQ Trade Alert 10. Um, it saves you 10% off your sign-up, um, and it's worth it, man. I would pay full price for it, and in fact, I did as soon as it came out. And the site, yeah, and it's actually grown in leaps by leaps and bounds since uh, since it first came out. It's a great site. So again, expand the box score. Uh, go ahead and use HQ Trade Alert 10. Awesome. Go check it out. And here's the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right, so yeah, if you want to learn to scout like a pro, go ahead and head up our site and get yourself a discount while you're at it. Yeah, and you know, when you mentioned go to our site to get a discount for that, we also have a huge new uh program over there at our website right that you can get into something by signing up yes so basically you can get a free year membership to dynasty uh nope not dynasty trades hq because we're not our own (laughs) website but you can get a free year membership to dynasty football factory um factory sports all you got to do is there's a link on our sites uh our site we have one site so all you need to do is you go on the site, um, you go to the membership pages, uh, the shop page, and you can see that there's a big DraftKings thing there. Ah. Uh, you just hit that link, you sign up through that link, you get, you know, if you deposit $20, you get $10 in free DK bucks, which is pretty good because you're spending 20 and you're actually getting 30, which is a great deal. And then to make the deal even better, you get a free year membership of Factory uh, Football, uh, which is Dynasty Football Factory and Redraft, Redraft <laughs> Football Factory and our IDP Football Factory. Dude, we cover so much, it's ridiculous. We had waivers drop today. You know, I wrote the Dynasty one. Um, I believe Dan wrote our IDP one. Uh, Michael Stevenson dropped our redraft. We just any kind of uh, waivers you need it, we got you today. So go on our site, look for the uh, DraftKings under the memberships, um, and become a member. Like I said, you spend twenty dollars on DraftKings, you get ten free dollars in DK DK bucks, not DK bucks, but in DK bucks, and you get a free year membership to our, our site. So that's awesome. Yes, we are we are affiliated now with DraftKings, and yeah, go over there and jo- join through the website, and you'll get a free year with the website. So that's awesome. Um, so we were talking about um, the Bears, right? And uh, Jeremy was saying how bad Trubisky was, and then the other player that we had on our list here, speaking to Tree Cohen, was David Montgomery, and what you thought should happen, or what you should do with David Gum- Montgomery going forward. 
well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to buy them. I actually put it out on Twitter. Um, it was either today or yesterday. I, I lose track of time and sense of reality some days, but I did put out on Twitter that I would pay whatever you were willing to accept for Miles Sanders and David Montgomery last week. I, I would still pay that this week. Uh, no, your actual words were I would pay over value. And so then some people started hitting you yeah, up on Twitter. Really what was your value that you had? But yeah, you said you were willing to pay over value for him this time. So yeah, what well, what do you consider over value for him? I, I don't know. And that's what John asked me. But whatever someone was willing to accept prior to Sunday's games and Thursday's game in David Montgomery's uh case I, I would pay exactly that today if they were willing to accept a first round pick and martavius Val- valdez scantling even though his name is actually marquez valdez scantling <laughs> mvs uh, just say mvs yeah, mvs, MVS. <laughs> uh, you know i'd pay that i'd still pay that i i see no reason to fear over david montgomery i'm not worried about miles sanders um, neither why worry the yeah, so, first game they, David Montgomery was outsnapped by Tariq Cohen. Fine. He was also outsnapped by Mike Davis, which is just ludicrous. And the part of the reason I don't worry about it is because if Matt Nagy continues to make decisions like that, then he's not going to be the coach there much longer. And someone else will be there and they'll go, oh, wait a minute. So we have this guy that's a full three down back. And instead we're giving it to this the ball and the snaps to this jag Mike Davis. No, 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 no. But no. isn't it also isn't it also the fact that Montgomery was a rookie going into this game and one thing I had heard on the radio that somebody mentioned, which I think is kind of realistic is that maybe they're trying to see what they even have in him so they they put their veterans in a little bit more this week because it's week one and so going forward once they saw what David Montgomery was able to do during that game that now those targets and those touches could start to balance the other way now that they know that they think he can do what he they want him to do you know a lot of times they stick those veterans in just because they're not sure what they have because well, Mike, Mike Davis coaches- isn't going to be the, the the leading toucher every week I, no, and I don't think he was this week. I didn't even look. Um, but I know he, he definitely outsnapped. Uh, he had more snaps than uh, yeah, David snaps. Montgomery. But again, they lost, which was good because you don't want Matt Nagy to be rewarded for his bad coaching decisions. Right. Because then he'll continue oh. to do them. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that that's going to be that'll rectify itself at some point. But again, this is dynasty. You know, I had a troll that was jumping in my <laughs> inbox. Um, actually, a, a former writer, if he listens to the show, whatever, fuck him. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh well, no, no, he wasn't. Lo- he wasn't with us very long. <laughs> no, he was I with know. us about a week. And uh, he oh. was such a complete and utter jerk off <laughs> that we had to let him go. I don't even think he submitted an article okay um, but the point is he jumped on you about david oh, Montgomery. So he, he jumped in my dms um about devin singletary being better than miles sanders <laughs> um yeah it's dynasty football and in case you were wondering the name of this show is dynasty trades hq if someone is willing to sell you miles sanders for devin singletary <laughs> right now you better hop on that like I don't even know a stripper on a pole, something like that, because that is insane. 
I, I, I didn't know. It was going to be very vulgar. Yeah. I, I, I cleaned it up because there was going to be the word dick involved. Oh, no, no, no. It, the, the poll so, was fine. The poll was fine. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Well, I think I think that was a good analogy, even though it didn't make a lot of sense. So yeah, troll It goes boy, along with the AB story. That's all. Right. So as we'll, we'll you know, Troll Boy continued to go. Miles Sanders, he's only rushed for 2.2 yards. And Devin Singletary's rushed for 70 yards on four carries. And I said, it's one game. It's dynasty football. Yeah, my goodness, like, like, man. What's it. wrong with people? The logic, they don't yeah. have it. So, but, you know, and, and as a dynasty owner, you know, someone that plays dynasty football, it's your responsibility to go out there and actively sell players like Devin Singletary for better players. <laughs> um and, and this, again, this isn't to say that I don't like Devin Singletary, but if you think he's as good as Miles Sanders, well, I feel... Oh, well, we'll see, buddy. Now, listen, I, I'll, I will say this to you. We mentioned it at the beginning of the show about you and I going at each other on Twitter, and we did about a week and a half ago just because of the Devin Singletary comment that I made when I was talking to the Ball Blast girls on Twitter, I had she had said one of them had said something about Devin Singletary, and I said I like Devin Singletary, and then you were like, "Sell him now," and uh, and then I had said, so no. Shane, "Was Shane blasting your balls <clears throat> after that?" Yes, he was. <laughs> but but the point is, listen. Obviously, if somebody sent me Miles Sanders for Devin Singletary, I would have done it in a second. But but mm-hmm. the but the conversation that we had on Twitter, you were talking about that you should sell high right now because um, what's his name, uh, Shady got traded, and then he was mm-hmm. going to be the guy, and you're like, cash out now. And we've kind of talked about it already at the beginning of the show about you know if you think your team is good and you want to play, you know, keep the guys that are going to get you some points now instead of getting. Um, a rookie pick or something, which but, I don't agree. With. Well, I know you you said that, and we talked about it uh, through Twitter at least. But I mean, you're saying. Well, I mean, so some people not, might not have been privy to the Twitter exchange. Okay. So let me just put out my basic concept of. Okay, this. and then I will tell you mine. Right. So anytime you have a a player with, I, I want to say, low low pedigree, a player that that would have to be an outlier. To hit, which I think we can agree that that would be Devin Singletary. He's not a first or second round draft pick. He's not particularly athletic based off his metrics, and he wasn't a pass catcher in college. So I would say that he is a player that historically doesn't have a great hit rate um, long term. Um, and it, Devin Singletary is just a proxy in this conversation. It could be any wide receiver, right. Preston Williams, someone like that who I like, but it doesn't matter. Any player that's drafted. You know, any player that's not a a pillar of your team, um, I think you should always sell high. Um, and if it's for draft picks, fine. If you can draft Devin Singletary in the second round of this rookie draft and you can sell him for a first round pick in the 2020 draft, you do that 10 times out of 10. Because as you keep churning those lower pedigreed or low, players with a lower hit rate, Eventually, what's going to happen is if you sell them high, you're eventually going to have a team full of studs, hopefully. Um, Exactly. Well, it's more likely because you're going to be investing in players in the first round of the draft um, as opposed to second round draft players. But that's based on the assumption that Devin Singletary, um, you know, without the draft pedigree of those other two guys, is necessarily a lesser running back. Um, 
you know, we saw where Kareem Hunt was drafted <clears> and how he did in Kansas City. Right, right. That's and the, the problem. And this is this is outliers. Exactly. Yeah, and this is what I'm, I'm not, I'm not dealing in outliers, dude. I'm you, dealing you with guys when you things talk. on the field, and you're getting stuck on one idea that you happen to like right now. No, because these ideals are historical facts. No, no, no. One no, idea. No, no, no. Yes. You, you're stuck on now as far as how you're comparing players is what I'm saying. Now you, you got to you're on this kick with these outliers and draft pedigree and these things, but you're overlooking that Devin Singletary as a starting running back in Buffalo might just be a fantasy football fucking godsend, dude. I mean, he could be. So you're you're assuming with so what then, you're saying, he is definitely not, which is yeah, not I'm okay. Assuming eighty percent of okay. players with his his and again he he's proxy. Eighty percent of the if eighty percent of the players that fall into this bucket don't hit. Yes, I'm going to miss on twenty percent of them. Yes, that, that that's fine. But I'd I mean, rather I trade. Great of I'd rather trade a hundred percent away away, um, and be eighty percent correct, um, and then you know twenty percent incorrect. Okay, then to a hundred percent of those players and be correct only twenty percent of the time. First of all, first of all, okay. First of all, first of all, the all, the numbers. That you, it's so funny how you can make fun of yourself with the numbers, and then when you use the numbers, they just don't seem to work out the right way. You're trying to make your sorry, your you argument. Twenty is not a hundred. No, but your argument. You're saying you'd give up. We whatever. We we went off track. Uh, what you were saying on Twitter that day is what you just said. And I agree. I understand where you're coming from and I understand what you're saying. And when you say he's an outlier, that is part of the argument. It's fine that he's an outlier because what you were saying to me, you only talk in absolutes. And that's what I said that day on Twitter. It's no matter what you do it, you trade it. And when you said, if you drafted him in the second round and somebody offers you a first, you do that right away. And uh, you said 10 out of 10 times. And I disagree with that because first of all, I drafted him in the third round. And, and when, when all this stuff happened and I had said on Twitter that I'm happy about it, you were like, you need to trade him right now. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to, because in this case, I think that the opportunity he has right now, regardless of his pedigree, regardless of what he did in college, the opportunity he has right now is something that could end up helping my fantasy team going forward. If I traded him before week one even started to get a first round pick next year, that first round pick is going to do nothing for me this year. Maybe I could trade it to get a player or something like that. But I was willing to take that opportunity and take that chance on him. You were telling me on Twitter, you are false. You are wrong. You are incorrect. You are wrong. People should not listen to you. And my only point at the time was that there's other opinions than just that. And he played, according to this right here, you wrote here, he played 70% of the snaps. He got four attempts for 70 yards, whatever. It's it's the first game. You never know. But he is the starting running back there. And there is an opportunity there that that can help me with my team. And I'd rather do that than get a first round pick. Now, I know there was people on Twitter that said, no, I agree with Shane or no, I agree with Michael. The funniest part is when people said to me, somebody sent me a DM, Michael, I'm really sorry, but I have to agree with Shane. There's no reason to be sorry. I don't, I don't care if people don't agree with me. I mean, for me, for, yeah, exactly. Copying agreeing with me to like cancer. Like, oh, Michael, I'm so sorry. And, like, and, yeah. and to me, to me, the great, and listen, I really appreciate, I really appreciate that person said that, but, but to me, I love, I love, love, even when you do it, I love when anybody disagrees with my opinion, especially a league mate, because it means they're not going to do what I'm willing to do, and then it helps me win sometimes. But I, like I said, though, I've done it, too, in trading, you know, a third or fourth round 
guy that you drafted for a first round pick. And, sure. You know, you keep doing things like that and you come rolling out of drafts with, um, you know, technically. Right. But it's know, not absolute. It's not 100 percent of the time. Right. It's a great strategy. And, you know, Shane's not wrong in thinking that way, but you're not wrong because you have a starting running back for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat and get a championship. I'm saying you're both right. And, you know, you definitely both also prefer different players. Uh, yeah. And, 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 that, and that's a big part of this, too. And I agree. And thank you, Jeremy. And, and Shane, that's the thing. I wasn't saying that you're wrong. Maybe you are correct. Uh, the thing I was saying was wrong was the absolutes where you were saying 100% I was incorrect and I just didn't agree with that. And I think that everybody has their own way of doing it and you can't blindly just say, yes, trade him, yes, trade him. There's definitely periods of time where you want rookie picks and there's periods of time when you want players. And the season hadn't even started yet. I wanted to take a shot and have the player that plays. Have players like that. I mean, I was very high on Singletary. You guys may not remember when I said that before the um, before um, Indianapolis, before the um, <laughs> today, before you know the poor measurements and uh, you know running and all that. Uh, before he kind of dropped, you know, he I thought he was one of the best running backs in the league, and I was going out on a limb, and I think Andy Singleton did too. As like this is the one of this is the most talented running back in the draft. I really felt like that, so I like him. But the guy for me and Shane, you might have one too, a player in this um, draft, this past rookie draft for me, Terry McLaurin was was a guy you guys know how much I love Terry McLaurin and how um, how I talked about him and I wrote about him fantasy pros saying hey this is a guy to target in your drafts because he's going to do better than his draft pedigree he's going to he's going to be better than what you paid for him and I mean that's that's holding true now and you know even Chris Bean said Christopher Bean said that you know the old productive wide receiver guy um, our you know our buddy as well as Shane hey you know those are the guys that you know when they do something, trade them away because, you know, there wasn't much invested in them. You know, they're not playing. But when you're talking about a starting wide receiver for the Redskins and I'm playing fantasy football, I mean, that's worth something. Plus, I, I think he's one of the guys that felt he cracks. I mean, he has everything that a, an NFL wide receiver has. Now, going by what Shane just said, he's going to probably get rid of a player like that. I know it's not a running back. It's a receiver. But based on the model he was talking about, one way to do things, you get rid of McLaurin because – he wasn't drafted in, you know, in the first round or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I, I get that. And you, you're right, that. though. No, but but you're saying that's another outlier than like you say. But and, and the other the other point I had, though, and you you and I talked about it before, is if you're always just trading for draft picks then you're always just looking to the future and you're always just looking to maybe I'll get somebody that maybe might do something for me two years after I get him or whatever. You know, if I get a guy out of the third round who becomes a starter, that's. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. You, you can hardly do that half the time in the first round. Yeah. So if you get one out of the third and fourth round, you're doing something right. You made a good choice. And I mean, you know, you, you might want to hang on to that guy. But I see, you know, you, if you can capitalize and get a more than just a pick, you could trade it for a player or something as well. You can capitalize. But I choose to kind of celebrate those small victories and keep those guys on my team because I didn't pay shit for them. <laughs> me too. Right. Well, let me, speaking um, of Terry McLaren, there was a trade, I, right? Exactly. So I wanted to just bring this up and, you know, before we wrap up with this trade, because we, we got a lot of trades in and I think we got a lot of uh, strategy discussion in, um, yeah. which I, I really like. Me too. Because um, I think my, myself and John Bosch were talking one night and it's almost as if the players don't matter some days, the names, when you're talking trades, it's just yeah. data at that point. Which Absolutely. Is, yeah. And uh, truth be known, I actually enjoy that more than I do, I think, the in-season stuff. Um, but anyway, 
I digress <laughs> yes. and I move forward. <laughs> so this involves one player that, you know, there was a Terry McLaurin trade for Corey Davis that I saw on Twitter that we were tagged in the poll. I, I hope, Hopefully you guys didn't look at the tweet. No, I didn't see it. Okay. I so, didn't see it yet. Good, good. So, And I'll bring up the tweet in a minute. So it was just straight up. So let's just recap their week. Corey Davis, uh, Jesus Christ, zero receptions <laughs> on three targets. <laughs> I don't know. It's laughable. I, I just laugh because of that whole math thing with Sammy Watkins and Kenny Galladay. But go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> now part of that is he did, um, you know, he was locked up with Denzel Ward. I believe it's Denzel Ward. He played this week. Very good. Uh, what do you uh-huh. call that guy? Cornerback, whatever. Sure. Yes. Um, where Terry McLaurin was locked Great. up with, um, we'll say an Eagle secondary that is still growing. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Corey, Corey Davis, zero receptions <laughs> on three targets, uh-huh. which is just almost impossible. Just another <laughs> over. Um, just, just amazing. Um, for what it's worth. Um, he, he did, you know, he had a much higher snap share than any other wide receiver on the roster, including AJ Brown. But doesn't who, that make you know, it worse? Doesn't it make it worse if well, he had no, that much more? Take on, no, I mean, you'd rather a guy obviously produce, but <laughs> in lieu of that, you, you want him at least on the field with targets. Right. But he had the um, most snap shares and didn't catch anything. But yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> So AJ Brown only played 26 snaps, which is 43% of the offensive plays. Uh-huh. Um, and he put up a, over a hundred yards <laughs> on three receptions. So anyway, so McLaurin, uh-huh. um, in case you missed it, uh, yes. was absolutely fabulous against the, my Eagles. And I was watching it and he should have had another 70 yard yeah. touchdown, uh-huh. but uh, you know, overthrow him and he was yep. wide open he was off to the races if he could have hit him so anyway he 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 had a great week over 100 yards receiving in his his first game he he looked amazing and i will say that uh just watching him so anyway so here is the trade again it's Corey davis former uh-huh. top five nfl draft <laughs> uh-huh yeah first overall rookie pick in his class most important can you just guess what the poll results are the it, I, i'm gonna guess and you know the other thing is when you say the draft pedigree this goes to the reverse part of what you were talking about before wasn't he wasn't he drafted now at, this is his third year now in the in nfl yes. right yes third okay season. so he still hasn't done anything that we all wanted him to do right <laughs> Not yet. i mean he took he had some <laughs> success last year. Okay. A lot of targets. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of production based off this. Without time. click right. without clicking but... What? I'm just saying he's twenty four too. He's yeah. three years in the league. Yeah. Without clicking on the Twitter thing, I can tell you I am sure that the Twitter universe is all on the Terry McLaren side. They have to be. So what do you think the percentage would be then? <laughs> uh, what, um, you know, around 60-30? Around 60-30. That wouldn't add up to 100, but that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. You're right. Hey, I f***ed up like you. <laughs> I'm sorry. 60-40. Yeah, 60-40. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You're rubbing off on me. That's horrible. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy's left. Jeremy's gone? Oh, he was on Jeremy's a phone. Left. He was on a phone. Do we lose him? Jeremy left for the evening, apparently. So <laughs> we'll just call it. But yes. Okay. So what is it then? 
105 votes in um, as of uh, 10.16 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, apparently leading 61% to 39%. Whoa, all right. I got the right percentage even though I said 60-30. But that, you know, I just... I. That's a hard one for me because I used to love Corey Davis too, but if you've got two years and now you're into the third year of the first game, you get zero. It's very difficult to not think about the draft pedigree, like you say, but yeah. I, I mean, I can see why people would do it. There, there's yeah, so there's a lot of people that are just giving up on Corey Davis. They're just going yeah. to, you know? <laughs> that just reinforces, man. Like, there's, look, I understand. Even if you play in a league with a bunch of sharps, um, it doesn't matter. Just send out trades trying to sell high on players, man. You know what I mean? Because based off these poll results, uh-huh. he could have probably asked for like a second round draft pick and gotten it. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? it's funny because it's not only the fact that he got zero, but with Corey Davis, right? I, that, let me just re- restate that. Okay. Based on those poll results, he could have asked for Corey Davis and a second for Terry McLaurin probably (laughs) probably and you know and it's not only the zero points that Corey Davis got but it's also the fact that AJ Brown had that huge game so then you've got these other people that are like see oh see you Corey Davis you know so it's it's not unbelievable (laughs) definitely definitely people um the hatred or the the frustration with Corey Davis um definitely boiling over and they're saying you know what I'm done with this guy giving me Terry McLaurin, who did look good again he did look good I don't want to undersell that it's just you know just based off of what these players were projected to be coming out of college it's just it's, a, it's a pretty incredible that you could get that type of value from McLaurin who quite frankly I think the only leagues I own him in I actually picked him up off the waiver wire oh really yeah. Drafts, yeah, yeah, I and I and I just did a look, I just did a search on mine, and it's funny when you look under his name, uh, six of the teams are Jeremy's name, so Jeremy's got him on a bunch of the teams. Yeah, no, de- so Jeremy was definitely all over him, and our buddy from Dynasty Warzone, uh, Memphis, yeah, Randy, um, he apparently got put on to him too, so definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he had a great week one, I, I cannot deny that. Well, we do have a couple other names here that we can probably breeze through some of these names, but there are a couple interesting ones. Uh, there's there's one name that, for me, I never particularly liked at all anyways, and it really showed up on Thursday night was Geronimo Allison. I mean, there was some there was some trades and some things where people were like trying to trade Geronimo Allison like a month ago, saying, "Oh, he's going to be the number two guy there," but it really showed up with MVS instead of him. So, what are you doing with Geronimo Allison? Well, what the hell? I mean, you can't sell him. <laughs> yeah, off of zero targets. That's, <laughs> that that's not going to happen. Uh oh. Hey, Jeremy's back. You there? Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what my phone was doing. I, I it was like it was out of juice. It's plugged into the charger. Hmm. It was like there was no power left. No idea. Um, so I charged it a little bit, and it's at like two percent, but it's plugged in. Oh, okay. Die. Hey, listen. Um, fu- this was fun. I I like debating and arguing. So much um, happened week one. Craziness. It's really crazy. So, everybody, wait. There is still one more sponsor that we had to mention. Correct. Yeah. We have another sponsor, Shane. And who is that sponsor? I'm Shane. Uh, BestFantasyFootballLeague.com. 
There you go. They are actually right now. Um, you could still join redraft leagues right now um, on there if you wanted to. Um, it's not too late. You know, there's a lot of data that you took in from week one. Um, a lot of data points. Uh, maybe go in there and be like, you know what? I'm going to start another league and, or get in into another league, and I'm going to I'm going to draft Marquise Brown in the first round, um, John <laughs> Ross in the second, Devin Singletary in the third. And just build a team around those week one studs and just ride them out. So hey, best yeah, fantasy. Be I like their site because they have 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. You know, four different starting lineups, not just one. I mean, they give you options over some of the big sites. Um, they have live drafts, email slow drafts, um, you know, just all kinds of options for people. So what's that? Best fantasy football league.com. Yep. Go check it out, guys. And also check out our Twitter account, at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our website, DynastyFootballFactory.com. And more importantly, um, most important, you need to get your ass on fucking iTunes <laughs> and leave us a motherfucking rating and review. <laughs> if you are tagging us in all these trades that we dutifully, dutifully retweet, like we go back. I want you to oh, know yes. something. When one of us goes to like a funeral, right? Um, for <laughs> instance, and say you can't be on your phone in the funeral because you get funny looks from people when you start playing on your phone at oh the funeral. My but after the funeral, right? So you've been out of <laughs> pocket for like six hours. We don't even just like skip, like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to get the ones from now. We go back. We make sure we get every time you tag us in a trade, we retweet that shit. So the least you can do is jump on iTunes. And give us a rating and review. We and also we'd really appreciate it because then you help us grow. Absolutely. And then also help um, us help you. Yeah. Help us help. And make sure you become a patron. Um, even if you just want to talk trades, because you know I have a lot of people that jump in my DMs that like to talk trades. And you know I don't want to seem rude saying like, hey, I'm not going to answer this question, but we have patrons, and that's part of one of the things they pay for. And you know that's a I don't want to say privilege because that makes it sound all snooty and shit, but it, you know, it's just one of the perks of the things we do. You jump in the, the group me chat and you, you get, you know, obviously wisdom of the crowd, but just some really sharp guys, including us in there talking fantasy football all day, all night. Uh, we even talk some redraft for some reason. We talk dynasty, all football, all night, um, every day, just nonstop. You get the extra bonus podcast. You get the uncensored version of this podcast. So you don't have to, try to think about or imagine it what it is that i said that was so disgusting that michael had to bleep it so <laughs> like like when you said today. like when you said We're all three patreon. times talking about itunes yeah. <laughs> go on patreon become a patron uh we got tears starting as low as one dollar absolutely so go check it out and uh what jeremy did you just say something join us <laughs> join us okay cool well we're gonna go do a patreon episode right now so thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week oh and good luck in week two and uh shane say goodbye see you next week guys that's that's not say goodbye i know but uh, i i was waiting for jeremy to say it. he didn't say it so then i just went to the shane say goodbye with with, with jeremy's phone it's so off it's it, like half the time i can't even hear what he's saying can you hear him kept don't make excuses you, we can't hear you. <laughs> you have to be able to hear me. Yeah, but well, we uh, now, but you keep like y- yeah, you jumping ha- in on like take the lady. Right? Doesn't like, it sound like it? Question from ten minutes ago. It, yeah, it sounds like it when he talks, and then there's this like blank spot, and then all of a sudden he's saying something well, from something before. I said, right, I'm gonna go see get you next. Week. How about? <laughs>
<laughs> if you feel like talking about any of these trades here, just you say goodbye. Just put them under the patron. Okay, say goodbye, Shane. Uh, say, goodbye, Shane. <laughs> <laughs>